Yo, welcome back to Monopoly. I'm your co-host, Mike Simon. This is your co-co-host, Sultan Beckner. Today's topic is going to be inflation and how America is possibly failing. So first, we take a look at the current state of America. Well, as you know, the current state of America, not great. Inflation's at an all-time high. Stocks are at an all-time low. You know, gas prices aren't the greatest. I mean, if you compare it, I mean, who do you look towards? You look towards the presidents and their administrations, like... Like the patterns between last terms, last president's term, and this president's term, the, the difference is night and day. Right. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it could just be, you know, that time. You know, there's always going to, I mean, inflation is always going to happen. There's always going to be changes, highs and lows. We always have better and worse times. But we've never seen such a drastic change as we did from the last presidency to this one. And, you know, we pulled up a little statistics and we found out that it was a 9.3% difference on $100 from when Trump was in office to when biden's presidency came and you know if even comparing gas prices too, like what they've doubled even tripled in some places where they were under trump like there's obviously something happening here that has some sort of outside effecting all right and you look at like you know they're trying to like slow up the railroad and they think more things need to be relying on trucks but when you look at truckers i mean my brother being a trucker getting a little inside addition there and it's kind of, I mean, he talks about his struggles with prices. I mean, even if he can find lower diesel prices, and once he goes into another state, he's paying tax on that because he got lower price gas. And, I mean, that's just like a failing economy if you've seen it like that. Because, I mean, how are they supposed to make money and survive out there when they're fighting stuff like that with inflation? Yeah, and then their argument against people saying, oh, the gas prices are too high. They're like, oh, get an electric car. You know, we're going to switch to green energy. It'll be more be- better for the earth. You know, it'll be cheaper for you guys. Right, and... Uh, I mean, it it, is, it does have its highs and lows, but I mean, you look at right now in like California. I mean, we're having like rolling power outages. It's just not even happening there, and they've tried. I mean, they have some of the strictest like green energy laws of anyone. Yeah, how does how is the Biden administration expecting us to go all green as a country when a singular state can't even do it without causing rolling blackouts in their state just from charging cars? Mm-hmm. I mean. And, you know, there's always going to be the argument of, you know, what's hurting worse? Is it the, you know, the oil hurting us worse as like, you know, an economy or, but, you know, we looked at like Joe Biden and their presidency, you know, selling out a lot of our reserve in the oil. And I mean, that's going to hurt our economy just guaranteed because we're such an oil thriving economy right now. Yeah. And um, there's like, what, four billion gallons of oil pumped a day. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. But you know, I mean, everything uses it. I mean, from, you know, just like, I mean, gearboxes to your fuel. I mean, so much takes oil that, like, is it something that we're even going to be able to get away from, or are we just going to be able to restrict it some? Yeah, like, you use oil lubricants, so, like, so you what, you switch your car over to electric. How is the electric going to keep, like, you know, the U-joints lubed? Or right, right. Like, you're going to have to use oil somewhere in there. Right. And... I mean, even when we look at, like, you know, the sustainability of batteries right now, and, I mean, I don't think the the advancement is there enough for us to switch totally over. But, I mean, you know, some smaller electric cars that don't need tons of power, there might be a future there. But when we look at things, you know, farm equipment, tractors, trains, when we look at these bigger equipment that take a lot of power, are they going to be able to fully sustain on electric? Yeah, like, um, when I was working at Case, there was a story going around. There's this guy, he's a... He's one of, like, the John Deere commercial, like, farmers. So he, like, does all their, uses all their new stuff and that. And they're like, we want you to switch entirely to green energy for this harvest. He's like, that's not going to work. They're like, why? And he's like, because these batteries are going to last three hours. During harvest, I have my harvesters running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
if when a combine gets low on battery, you have to drive it all the way to Hayes, spend two hours charging it, then drive it all the way back, lose that hour of battery, and then only be able to farm for another three hours, it's not going to work. He said he wouldn't be able to get his stuff in in time. Right, and I mean, even John Deere has done some testing on some electric things, and I mean, they literally considered it not even possible to have a tractor running solely, like, on battery. They ran cords all the way out to the tractor. I mean, these things are huge cords that they're dragging across the field. I mean, I don't know. You know, some people might not have the farming background, but who wants to be pulling a giant cord around? I mean, you're already watching everything else. And, I mean, some field terrains are just impossible to do such things. Yeah, and, you know, we do that. You know, someone thinks it's actually a good idea, and we switch. You know, is this going to make our economy worse? Because, you know, less food production, that's less supply. That makes the demand more, which will make them go up in price, which will make the dollar lose value in turn so people can, you know, actually pay for it. Right. I mean, it's less than, like, 3% of the country that's feeding, like, all these people. And, you know, I mean, people are eating three times a day. That's an insane amount of food, at least. I mean, some people eat, you know, high schoolers, I mean, they eat four or five times a day. And that's an insane amount of food. And if you're slowing down the production of that, that's overall going to increase price, which, you know, inflation, here we go again. So, really, that part of things really isn't going to help anything. You know, and so, one, we're start running low on food because farmers can't afford to, you know, continue harvesting. So, they have to shut down. We're starting to run on food. Inflation's at an insane price. You know, uh, it's rising. You know, the U.S. dollar is currently the global reserve currency. If our inflation goes up that fast in such a short period of time, we'll no longer have that reserve currency. And all of a sudden, we lose all trading power. Right. And when you go into, you know, we looked deeper into, uh, you know, the recyclability of batteries and what can we do about that. We dug deeper in it to find more facts about it. And what did you find out about, you know, some of the electric battery side of things? Well, they're actually fairly recyclable, you know. They get them, you know, pretty clean ways. You know, they get the lithium in pretty clean ways. You know, they make the batteries. When the battery dies and they can't use it anymore, they either um, melt it into separate components and resell them, or they throw it in acid and melt it and resell them. So they're decently clean to get rid of. Right. And I we're seeing, you know, there's constant, you know, things are evolving so fast. Like, we could be seeing a closer future than we think of smaller electric cars and maybe electric trucks. But when you look at guys that are driving, you know, 300, 400 plus miles, even more than that sometimes, you're just not going to get that trip out of the car. No, no, no. The electric, it just won't last that long. Plus, what, how long does fueling take? What, 20 minutes? Not even? Oh, yeah. No, less than that. I mean, you, you look at some of our, like, you know, 40, 50 gallons per minute pumps on some of these tanks. So, I mean, or you could fuel up and be on the road super fast. And when you're looking at electric cars, I mean, they're just... You know, a business as a whole cannot make money in that hour they spend recharging. It just yeah, can't. It can be upwards of two hours. Like for Teslas, like those small cars, like it sometimes if you get a bad if you get a bad charger, it can take upwards of two and a half hours to charge right. just for two hundred miles. And I mean, we like if you go into the construction side of things. I mean, these guys are pulling heavy trailers with their trucks, and you know, you got the Ford Lightning coming out. I mean, yes, it has two twenty you know plugs on it that's really handy for some people but when you're only getting like 90 miles on a charge when you're pulling even something as small as a single axle camper that's insane i mean you guys can't even get things done with that short amount of power and distance i mean there are lakes further than that if you're pulling a single axle camper and you can only make 90 miles on a charge you're gonna have to have a charging point between where you live and the lake if you don't you're not gonna be able to make it you just can't go to that lake anymore Right, and I, I mean, I think you see, like, in people that enjoy the outdoors, they're really, they like to go distance out there. They like to be away from people. So, I mean, you get out, you're only limited to, like, what, 45 miles, and then you got to come back, and that's as if the charger is there on the road. I mean, you're not going to get any distance there. No, you're not. And, like, 
that really will cause like you know the economy to fail more and then America's going to collapse you know you know the people in the bigger cities that don't understand like how farming works and all that they're like why can't you just switch to electric and you're like because it's not going to work and then they get mad at you and the next thing you know we got another civil war in our hands right I mean I think you know without the knowledge of some people like people are limited on knowledge that they have of certain areas which is just you know they haven't seen it and it's fine but you know you got really got to dig into things to find out the truth about them and if you haven't done that full research you shouldn't really be making opinions on it and mm. I think we're seeing that out of some you know bigger parties that are just trying to get you know into office and have a reason for running yeah yeah especially like the the um uh, anti-gun rule that gun restriction stuff like some people need those guns like there are unsafe communities, but like, then again, it's mainly the liberal side of people, like, they live in the big cities. They're in the more danger, but the people that are real liberal, they usually live in, like, the upper class. They don't see the crime that the lower class does. Right, and I mean, when you look at some of that, I mean, the restrictions, you know, we can go into the Second Amendment, and, you know, we have to have enough firepower and the ability to defend even against our own, you know, higher class, that you I mean, our military. If the military has so much more power than the American people, why couldn't they just overpower us and make whatever rules they want? So there has to be that justice level there between, you know, our equal power. I mean, I agree the military should be up there higher, but, like, we also have to have our own, like, ability to defend ourselves. Yeah, otherwise they'll turn into, like, what, mid-century um, Japan, you know, feudal Japan, back when the government was running everything because, you know, people were incapable to do anything against it. Right, and, I mean, you look at some statistics. I mean, current America, per 100 Americans, there's 120 firearms. So, I mean, we come from a background of ready to defend ourselves. And, you know, you look into other countries, like Ukraine getting overrun, for example. You know, the government, like, they gave them guns just because unarmed, like, citizens are so much more powerful in their own ground than militaries trying to override them. Yeah, so, like, if a foreign country tries invading us, no one has guns, no one can defend, all of a sudden, like, those massively populated areas that our army can't cover, they're going to get wiped out. They have nothing to defend themselves with. Right. And, I mean, the, the terrain of America right now, and, I mean, you have mountains, you have super hot deserts, you have the freezing colds. America is so diverse and everything there that, like, if you're not trained in every single one of those, a military can never overtake us just because the people are trained for their own ground. Exactly. So they're able to defend their own ground you know there's not going to be an army that's going to be able to take over america right. they won't be well versed in the different terrains they won't be able to do it right and i mean we're so spread out too i mean you can you go out here to like rural america i mean you can see 20 30 miles between just like you know one town to the next i mean it's not close so that side of things would be really hard to take over yeah yeah so like i mean when you look at like the armed people in America, I was watching a video or a podcast on this, and it was like armed people in America are just like so much higher than any other country. And I mean, even our own military, as people taking us over, we have one of the highest spending budgets on the military. Oh, yeah. And it's like triple what second place is. It's, yeah. It's a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, it's insane. I mean, when we look at the future of America that way, I feel like the only possible way that we could, you know, fail as a country is, you know, from the inside out. So, like, when you look back at things, you know, like high inflation and all this other things that we're trying to get at as a country, we're too comfortable. And so when we start working at these things, I mean, even there's like other countries, you know, the LGBTQ communities, those things have came up back in like past civilizations and then the civilization failed. Yeah, like Rome, it got too comfortable, you know, it got conceded in itself and all of a sudden it starts spreading itself, trying to get more and more and then it tried, you know, worrying too much about stuff and its economy started failing, trade routes started collapsing. 
And the next thing you know, a higher power who shouldn't have beat them in the first place comes by and just sweeps them because they're not prepared. All right, they got too comfortable. Yeah, you look at that in Russia, too. I mean, they're trying to take over Ukraine, but, I mean, they're failing because they're getting too comfortable. They weren't ready. They weren't prepared. Their military wasn't there. And overall, they're trying to achieve something faster than their own economy can handle. And it's really hard for manufacturers to keep up with that, such as, I mean, even the simple things as military uniforms. You see them switching to, you know, a simpler uniform. Yeah, and, like, you see Russia starting to invade Ukraine. You know, they're going to keep at that, and they've threatened nuclear fallout. You know, if they keep doing that, and they, some, they committed a couple of war crimes a couple weeks ago. I can't remember quite what it was, but I read something about it. Eventually, NATO's going to have to get involved. And when that happens, it's going to be another world war. Right. I mean, and you, it's hard to say if it'll go that far, but, I mean, you look at things such as, like, nuclear fallout, and it's like, you know, are we worrying about the little things too much? I mean, you know, like, batteries, for example, in cars, are we worried too much about that when, like, there's bigger problems up that we're not paying attention to because we're trying to distract the American people from the little things? Yeah, like, the possibility of nuclear fallout, that would end human civilization as we know it. Like, there is enough nukes on Earth to destroy Earth, like, even half of them, like, it wouldn't even be close. America has enough nukes to destroy Earth. Right, and, I mean, you look at, like, do you think do you think Putin is, like, mentally stable? Is this, like, does he see the end of his life and he's trying to make a big thing before he leaves? Because maybe, I mean, when you don't have things like Christianity, like a hope and a future past, you know, your normal life, when people get to the end of their lives, they're trying to make a big deal out of it so they can be remembered. And is that something we might be seeing from Putin? I feel like Putin's more like, um, more like, uh... Oh, what's his face? That old French leader. Napoleon, that's his name. Napoleon. Yeah. I feel like he's more like Napoleon, you know. He's real power hungry, trying to um trying to finally get himself some land, you know. He thinks, Oh, that was part of old USSR. We need to get that back. And, you know, he's using crazy tactics trying to get it back because he doesn't care anymore because he's already what served what, eight eight years, nine, ten, twelve years? He's definitely been there a while and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see as this plays out. But you've, I mean, you've watched Russian lines get pushed way back right now, and you're watching the power of the people in Ukraine. I mean, it doesn't take a lot. Like you know, a lot of Ukrainians they fled. I mean, they were gone. But the ones that stayed to fight. I mean, you watch such a small civilization push through such huge things like Russia. Yeah. Well, I guess more on that next episode. So that'll be what next week, two weeks. Yeah, we'll we'll be back on here. Not very. Sh- yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty quick. We're we're gonna start another one up here pretty quick. Two two weeks at the most, and we'll be back on. So, be sure to join us next time. Yeah, thanks for listening in. We'll see you next time. This has been a great session. Monopoly. Yes, sir.